Hi, this is Sean. I'm Liv. And welcome back to Case Closed. Question mark? everybody hi it's been a long time i know that uh you guys have uh not heard our voices and uh not seen anything new from us in a while and uh that's why we're here we mm-hmm. want to give you guys some updates and kind of talk briefly on some things um life and and then the future of the podcast and what we're thinking uh going forward yeah so obviously i had a baby um, and if you hear any feedback, it's because we have our monitor, so that's going to be something that we are going to try to work on, um, kind of figuring out when to do the podcast and how to do it, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think we, going forward, have a better schedule now, um, especially with work and that type yeah. of thing. We can kind of get more consistent. Um, and with that, we need your guys' help. We need... Um, you know, case recommendations, what you guys want to hear. Uh, we have gotten very few comments, but we know you guys are listening. Yeah. Um, so please let us know. We want all the feedback. Right. Which, you know, all the constructive criticism. Just be nice to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had, we already had one comment that was. Uh, I mean, I know you don't want to hear nice. about my baby. It wasn't yeah. that mean. Just. It was know, just very. You're gonna hear about my kid. Right. Yeah. I mean. It's a big thing in life, and, you know, podcasting is supposed to be personal. Yeah, I know we're doing a true crime podcast, but at the same time, if we're not personable, we're not going to connect to people, which is exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. So, um, if you don't like it, I'm sorry this isn't the podcast for you, because you're going to hear a lot about our, our child. Yeah. Um, but Probably least, not a lot on this one. We have another yeah. podcast about him, but he will come up. I mean... Right. And there might be days where he's in here with us, you know, if you know, chilling out if he's... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, um... But now, we, yeah, like like Liv said, we have a, a better schedule, and the baby's on a better schedule, so he's, like, actually sleeping through the night. Don't say that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least, like, he's, you know, we can walk away, whereas before, when we were recording still when he was younger, you know, he had to be a be Velcro baby attached to us at all times, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um... Also, thank you guys for getting us to 2,500 plays. Yeah. Which is awesome. Especially when we've been away. Yeah, I mean. It's pretty cool to come back to that. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that, I mean, obviously there have been very specific episodes that are getting a lot of the plays. Obviously, yeah. you know, those are the big, the big ones that are still That getting. we'll talk about here in this episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that that's one of the big things we want to get, get by this um this, how, this is how we're jumping back in, is we're going to update in all of our cases and a few we haven't talked about yet, which is might or may not be, you know, may or may not be a precursor to some of the cases that we will talk about. Right. Um, because they were on the lineup before yeah. some new things came up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You want to start there? Yeah. Um, do we want to start uh, with uh, kind of the one that we were planning on doing? Uh, Save that one till the end. Okay. Uh, well, we can start with, we can either start with Adnan or Faith. They both okay. have updates. That's true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for the biggest, the two biggest cases I think we covered where, you know, we had a lot of doubts about how things were handled and, you know, and a lot of doubts about the, the, the final or not final, you know, 
yeah. ruling on the cases uh, were the non cases and um, the non sad case and uh, Faith Hedgepath. Right. Um, so we'll start with um, Faith. Okay. Because uh, big, big, big news in that. Um, so I don't know who has, you know, been paying attention to the news. And if you, um, you know, live in the South, you probably heard a lot more about it. Um, but um, they just, this was back in, when was it again? December 27th, 2001. We already kind of touched on this on an update right. episode. Um, but continue. Um, well, yeah, so that was in December 2001, you said, right? Yeah, 2001, yeah. Or wait, no. No, 2021. 2021. That's when they had an update. Yeah, that's when they had an update, yes. I don't know what I actually said, that's what I meant to say. Um, so in December 2021, there was a big update that they had found the man who was responsible for the killing. Um, and the crazy part about it was it was somebody that was not on anybody's radar. Right. There was no connection to anything in the case. He had, you know, it was just one of those anomalies where the people that you didn't, the person that you didn't expect, you know, to just kind of randomly come out of nowhere. And like we said from the very beginning, right. you know, that, that case had all the markings of being somebody that knew knew her real well and, and was very, um, you know, in the spotlight for the case. I mean, we obviously, we talked about you know, the roommate, and we talked about the roommate's ex-boyfriend, and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, and, but it turned out that this was just, just a guy, like, you know, a guy. Well, here's what's interesting. I think I mentioned this when we did our original, you know, episode about Faith. I 100% believe that she was assaulted. Mm -hmm. I had no, nothing telling me that that was the truth. Um... So I don't know which way I actually said it in the podcast. I just had a feeling that there was something that happened to her. Remember, she was menstruating. So it was hard to tell. It wasn't in any of the reports. Right. But you do, you do know how they found him, correct? Uh, it was, he was a, he, he got arrested for, wasn't it a sec, another sexual assault or something it was, like that? It was semen collected in a sexual assault yeah. kit. Yeah, yeah. But this this particular um, article doesn't specify whether it was Faith or not. So right. my question is, did they have a sexual assault kit? I mean, obviously they did a rape kit on her. Right. Um, but did they just keep that close to the chest, never release right. that that actually happened to her for this reason? Well, I feel like in most cases like this, they had to have taken one. You know, and they take. I think they take one on most. Right. And considering it was a, it was a fairly recent case, it was in the last 10, yeah. 10 years, it's not that crazy to think that they would have her kit laying around. And then what happens is, is that he gets nabbed for another assault. Right. And then, boom, it goes in the database. That's how it is nowadays. I mean, you know, you But have, this also happened in Durham, <laughs> which if anybody, we have a lot of uh, people from the States who listen to Durham, North Carolina. Um, yeah. It's one of the... One of the cities that gets brought up a lot, similar to... I'm not even going to put it on the same radar as Baltimore County or LAPD or, you know, or LA um, County. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's not, that's not, I'm not going to put it on quite that level. But it's um, very similar in terms similar, of... It's similar, but a smaller city. Right, makes yeah. Sense. So, like, um, especially in North Carolina, that is our equivalent to a Baltimore. Right, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you it's one of those cities where like if you were not from there, you you wouldn't really want to be kind of wandering around. Yes. Like, you know. Uh, which is funny cuz it's between two giant schools. Right. Yeah, that whole area they call the triangle yeah. like is like this big, you know, it's got UNC Chapel Hill and it's got Duke. Yes. And those are the two main schools. But, you know, and obviously Faith went to Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um so that was um, you know, a big thing. But it's not a if you're if you're in college there you stay near the college you stay right. near that you don't wander Turn out overnight. <laughs> you know yeah you don't wander out into into Durham and go wherever you want so um, that that to me was you know that was always a big thing in the whole case is that mm-hmm. you're dealing with an area where things happen and police get overrun by types of incidents like this right so people like you know, this guy, um, can, you know, slip through the cracks. Right. Um, but it was, I mean, it was wild. When I, when I saw the, the news post about it, we were actually talking about, not that long before that, we were talking about continuing and, you know, talking about doing a series on faith and having that be kind of our big one that we looked into. Um, and then this news dropped and I mean, listen, we are so happy because mm-hmm. it means we get to see the family gets, you know, gets justice, you know, it doesn't bring faith back, but it, the man who is responsible for it now is going to pay for what he did. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I'll kind of give you this quote, um, from ABC 11.com um, that, that has to do with this. It says, um, two day, so quote, Two days before the announcement, investigators obtained the suspect's DNA without his consent during a DWI traffic stop, according to the report. The warrant says the DNA found at the crime scene is a probable match to the suspect, and the palm print on the murder weapon, the wine bottle, matches the suspect's left palm. Mm-hmm. So, end quote. That, that's interesting. I didn't know he was left-handed. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely interesting, for sure. And he was found through familial DNA. Yeah. Which is... Interesting, right? That Which goes... is just very prominent nowadays, and kind of goes into another case that we're gonna k- touch on in a little bit. We can do it real quick. You wanna do it right now. Just really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, John Benet Ramsey, oh yeah, dad wants to connect the killer to familial DNA. Um, I haven't looked too much into this. I could do a quick Google search. Um, but I had seen. On TikTok, but um, see, yeah. and I'm kind of floating on Facebook that um, Papa Ramsey went to CrimeCon and was talking to other podcasters and other crime junkie people um, about familial DNA because yeah. he didn't understand how it worked. Right. Um, which the first joke you made when we're talking about familial right. DNA is lock up baby, um, baby Ramsey. Um, right, yeah, which, yeah, it's wild. And, and and familial DNA has become such a big thing. I mean, obviously, the Golden State Killer was the biggest, right. you know, case in the last, you know, five to ten years that yeah. familial DNA really broke the case. I mean, um, that was wild. I, I think I've listened to um, Michelle McNamara's book, like, three times through about that yeah. case. Um, and, you know, rest in peace for her because she really got that case solved. And it was all because... They were able to track this man from a literally like a tissue yeah. that he discarded in his trash can. Police got it, and they were able to connect him through familial DNA. Um, but yet, yeah, the fact that you know John Ramsey wants to have that done 
is obviously he's not saying he's doing that because he wants he thinks his son's at fault. Well, what's interesting is they've cleared the whole family with yeah allegedly DNA. yeah. But my question is is how right? I don't know that they could have cleared a single human with DNA because DNA was all over Dominic. Right. Because the dad picked her up and right. moved her from the crime scene. She was, put she down was also a... in her house. So everybody's right. DNA, including all of the people who worked that scene, is on John Monet. Right. You can't clear, quote unquote, right. anybody. That doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. I understand the want for familial DNA to go into the system and entire right. track. And he's trying to push it out um, of the state so that uh, you know it could be a more fbi centered thing i just don't think he's gonna love the results right I, because i don't know that one they can get a conclusive answer at this point because of how corroded the crime scene was and two i, I think from what we know and what we know of one psychology and looking at the interview with burke and two just just the likelihood of it being an intruder you know he's not gonna love the outcome either way and I definitely want justice for John Monet but unfortunately due to the state laws if it turns out to be Burke there's nothing that they can be done about it there is no justice there um well no because there's no statute of limitations on murder but he was under the age it doesn't matter he could still he could still be tried for no, it. No, he can't. We already talked about this in the in the trial before. Really? Yeah, because he was under the age by six months. He was too young, so it doesn't matter. Could he, they get him? Could they nab him on a manslaughter type charge? No. Really? They can't do anything. Interesting. So there is, if it is Burke, there is no justice. Right. Um, the only way that they could do anything charge-wise towards him is if he were to commit another crime, and they can tack it on. Um, however, yeah. they cannot just charge him with anything John Monet related. Also, if he confessed, technically, couldn't they? Like now, I now think that if he's, he confessed, they may be able to create. You could probably maybe convince. A you could probably convince a judge and a jury to charge him. You yeah, know? I don't know. Um, I don't know the complete answer to that, though. I know that people have right. tried to change the law, and I think it will come down to a really good lawyer versus the yeah. state. Um, I, I, but yeah, I mean, as as the law is written currently, right. it reads as if he's pretty much scot free if right. it was Burke, um, because it's been too late. They could have, you know, at at his age, he could have served time in juvie, and it could have been right. like a mental institution psych ward type idea um, yeah that, that's that's happened in many cases where somebody either younger or like because of because he obviously had and he still does have a lot of mental health issues going oh, yeah. on so yeah. if if they had um if they had caught that if they had caught it early on and realized it was him there's been plenty of cases where people have served time and you would and, have never known that's right. the thing is it would have been it would have been a closed case. Right. They would have said it was it that was the end and that would have that would have been the end. Right. Um, I I don't know. I, yeah. That case, there's a couple of cases I would love to know the answer to, but I feel like in my heart I already know what yeah. happened to John. Lennon. I think right. everybody does. And people lately, I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this too. There's been a lot of push for people talking about the, the random intruder. the random intruder theory I, which I just don't I here's don't why, see Here's why. Is Papa Burke is very con very convincing and I do think that he genuinely believes that it couldn't have been his son. I think Patty right. knew the truth. And you right. know and obviously we can't do anything about that cuz she's, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I 
and I don't blame Papa Burke. I keep calling him that for a reason because he was a good like yeah dad to John Bonet. Um, yeah, in most you know things where we look at it after the fact, you know, he did like. I feel like he did try to actually come up with a viable solution, but I don't think that he did it correctly. And I think right. Patty had a big influence in it, but those are her children. Right. Um, I would love to say that I would handle it differently, but you never know. Right. So. Um, it's interesting for sure. I mean, I think, I think if if he does push for that, you know, familial DNA, you know, who knows? We might be in for a surprise and. You know, but it, it might could be then. Even trigger. I mean, there yeah. is always that possibility. I just feel like it's such a slim possibility, especially right. now. Yeah. You know, the all the DNA that was found in on the crime scene has been put into databases. Right. So. Yeah. You know, you could only you can only assume. Right. Um, oh yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think I still think the random intruder theory is very. Yeah, even though they like to point out, well, there was the one guy that confessed to it, and then there was a guy that lived up the street that apparently confessed to family There's members. There's plenty of confessions yeah. that happen after the fact. I mean, look are... at Henry Lee Lucas, the confession killer. Yeah. I mean, he, he confessed to some 60-some murder cases that ended up being he didn't do any of it. Right. People will say anything in order to get their, their 15 minutes of fame. Well, 15 minutes of fame, but also you look at people who maybe didn't have a super great life or thought that they could get either a longer prison sentence or shorter prison sentence depending on what they're confessing right. to. We're not just talking about dominating, but, you know, but I'm talking about in general. In general, yeah. You know, I have a family member, I don't even know that I've told you this, I have a family member um, that continuously would get arrested because she was homeless. Hmm. So she would have, you know, I don't know that she necessarily confessed to any big things like that, but it does happen. There are right. people who will just go to jail because it's a place to sleep that night. Yeah. Again, I'm not talking about the people who confess to John Bonet. Right. I'm talking about in general. No, there's some people that are comfortable within the system. Yeah, I mean, what and, else are they going to do? And they would they would rather just be part of it. Like, there's 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 been people who have. Been, I mean, to talk about it from a sense of like 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 from like a pop culture sense, like there was in the episode of uh, Breaking Bad, oh yeah, where they where they got the one guy to fake to be Heisenberg, right? And they and like you know, because Walter White was like, yeah, Walter White was like, why would he do this? And he goes, he spent most of his life in the system. He doesn't know how to live outside of it. And it's true. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people who get out in their 50s, 60s, 70s who are like, what do I do? First right. of all, technology has changed yeah. so completely. But how do they get a job? How do right. how do you how do you live? Right. Um, I don't know, that's a whole other tangent yeah. <laughs> we could go into on a different sure. episode. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, to, to kind of wrap up the faith stuff, like, you know, we went on the tangent there, but, you know, it's it's good to see, finally, like, we have a close on this case. Yeah, we have something you know, on You know, this faith. is the first, for us, this is crazy, because this is the first case that we've done. That's been closed. That's been closed while we, you know, you know in, in the time that we've been doing the podcast, which yeah. is wild to us, you know. I mean, obviously we didn't have a hand in it happening, but at the same time, it's like, cool. it's, it's cool to be a part of something where you could, where you talk about it and get the word out about it. And then it, it's something just happened. something happens. So, yeah. um, you know, so faith, you know, thank God, finally we have an answer for that. And her family can yeah. rest easy knowing that the man who was responsible for it is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Yeah. I mean, um, and on we have had movement, however, yes. we are nowhere near actually getting him out of jail and yeah that's true 
Um, and uh, also, a happy belated birthday to Adnan. Yesterday <laughs> was his 41st birthday, which is just, it's, it's nice, but it's also sad. Because he spent more than half of his life in prison. He went into prison when he was 19. Yeah. And now, you know, he's spending his 41st birthday in prison. And as you guys can probably remember from our episode, obviously that's been a long time, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to Adnan. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're on one end, I'm getting closer to the middle, I think. But I don't think that they proved that he didn't do it enough right. for me. However, I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Um, but right. I and I don't really think it was him, but I don't think they proved well enough that it wasn't. Right. I know that DNA proves that he wasn't in the car. Well, um, DNA proves that nobody that it was main in this case was there. There's there there was first of all the DNA he, he was her ex-boyfriend. Right. And they didn't find any of his DNA in the car. Which is weird to me. Which is weird, but also they hadn't you know been dating. It had been you know, maybe a month or two since they had stopped dating when when the murder happened. But still, but they also didn't find any of Jay's DNA in the car or anybody else linked to this to this case. They didn't even find Don's DNA in the car. I know. Which is which is weird. Like so, they never confirmed whether or not they found any other person's DNA in the car, which is something that's always been part of. Keep the, in mind, the main prosecutor in this case got right. fired. Right. Well, also, but that's where now we get to current day, which is where the the good news is, is that the current prosecutor for Baltimore uh, County is um, open to, and and a judge has agreed on it, testing DNA, uh, retesting the DNA for Heyman Lee's case, which is something that previous... Was that? Was it the rope? Yeah, there was like there was a rope and something else. I can't remember. I, I was looking in here, but I couldn't find fibers. Any... I think. Yeah, but there was um. They um, they didn't they didn't test it. There was stuff that was left in a, in a, in in um, evidence that just wasn't tested. And it'll be lost. If it had been tested, years ago, it would have it probably would have gotten non out of prison. Because it would have, you know, it was something that was, you know, big enough for the prosecutors to, back then to be like, yeah, no, like, we're, we're not going to, we're going to try and get that, you know, squashed. And they did. I mean, they, they didn't test it. And now the current prosecutor in Baltimore County is up for them um, uh, retesting the DNA. Yeah. So that's a big deal in this case. I think it'll case. be interesting because, um, again, that's another case where... I don't know that the crime scene was botched. I think the rest of it was botched. Right. I think there's probably a lot of mishandling of evidence, which is why they didn't want to test it, because it could pop up somebody else's DNA. Right. You know, obviously, they wanted to add on. Right. Um, well, if it, if that's it a problem up, in and of itself. Right. But I think, you know, there were, I think there was a lot of mishandling. They didn't talk to Dawn. For a long time, and when right. they did, they, they were like, "Oh yeah, he wasn't at work." Oh, Which also Don, yeah, Don like, literally had the worst alibi of them all, and it was and a faked alibi. And I mean, like like you said, there wasn't his his DNA wasn't found on her, which is also weird. That was her boyfriend. Right. I don't. I that that goes back into my argument with the like you dominate Ramsey. Just because you have DNA and just because DNA evidence was looked at, right, doesn't mean it was handled correctly. And right. I don't know how you. I don't know how you right. can come to that conclusion. 
I yeah maybe she went home and showered after she talked to John but was he not ever in her car was he not ever like I I, I feel like that doesn't they always make sense. they always made a big deal about his car though if you remember they talked about him and Anon having a conversation when Hay's car broke down about them yeah, talking about they not in the car has he never been in her car it's possible maybe because they were new their relationship was new when she had when she had died I feel like that's highly improbable or she yeah. gave him a hug and took her jacket off and his maybe. DNA would have yeah. ended up in her car I, I feel like there is improbable that right. there's zero of his DNA in that car because of transfer DNA if she hugged yeah. him with a jacket on which it was January and she took her jacket off in her car because she started the heater right there's transfer DNA on the seat on the well, floor wherever her jacket I'm not talking about that day I'm talking about Right. general a week ago you right. know you're in Baltimore it's freezing yeah um right I, I just I just feel yes it, it is possible that there was zeros transfer yeah. DNA I just feel like it's highly improbable so that yeah. gives me reason to doubt that there was enough evidence taken of her car of her of the evidence that they found right. again not clearing Adnan but also not putting Adnan in prison right. like I, I don't I feel like they just didn't do a good job obviously that's why they're not doing their job anymore yeah. <laughs> they got fired they're done um, yeah I, I just think for me the, the thing that you hit on as I know that you're you're a lot less um 100% in on his yeah. innocence like I am um I think the biggest thing that I tether on to the fact is that the case that the state had was absolutely zero what? they had nothing that they could prove they had literally they had the story of a, of a kid who literally changed his his like his story every day yeah and the fact that it was that a race based case that right. was honestly all this was right and 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 in the end there it it still was just in my mind you know a miscarriage of justice yeah because they he was, he was a young right. boy. I, like I said, I don't think that he was handled correctly. I right. just don't know that they proved it either way. Right. So I, I don't think he should be in prison because they didn't prove it. Right. But, I, you know, I also wouldn't be shocked if they were able to prove it at some point because also the statistically, thing, like, it is the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Like, yes, but at the same time, I still think that it's possible that this DNA that they have, that they're going to test is could possibly link to there was another guy in, in the year uh ronald lee moore yeah he, no it's very possible. he was uh and and he targeted asian women because the other thing i thought about when you think about the crime scene and how her body was found because um, she died of strangulation correct yeah it was manual strangulation was the was the cause of death yeah so you know, there is the thought process that maybe she was on the way somewhere and got out of her car maybe to get a drink, you know, at a convenience store and he got in her car and made her get in and, the, the, and the, then drove it away. It, it was that she, the big thing was they talked about was the ATM that she used. Right. So um, she was right near where Ronald Lee Moore lived. Right. So. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like that could have happened. Right. Um, It just seems strange to me. All of it seems strange because. Right. Obviously, trying to get into the teenage girl's brain, I've been there, so I can kind of put together some of the pieces that maybe, like, prosecutors don't think about when it right. comes to... We talked about, like, the whole affair thing maybe happening with her friend. Right. Um, that is a very big possibility. Another possibility is she was going to go find her dad in California, right? Right, yeah, a lot of talk about they didn't know if she was gonna, she had just pieced out and went to California. Right, so if she... If 
the ATM comes into play there because right. she could have left school and instead of stopping where she usually does, because that was another thing that one of the ladies at school was talking about, is that she didn't stop to get her soda at the end of this class, or she you know well, she usually she, stopped. She yeah she no she stopped in to get her thing and told her she'd be back she'd pay her back later right. and she was good for it usually so and then she never showed back up right so she could have went to the ATM to then go get her cousin to then come back or go to the right. ATM and then come back. Or to get all of her money out and then go to California. So it very well could have been her thought process right. to go to California. She got stopped either at the ATM or somewhere else. He got her, you know, got her through her in the car. He took off and took her in. Right. That's what happened. That's possible. Which is possible because if you remember a, f a weird little detail that was that nobody noticed was her um, her blinker was mm -hmm. broken. The or like the uh, it was it might not have been the blinker. It was like the shifter, the gear mm -hmm. shifter. The ring was broken on it, mm -hmm. which a lot of people thought. Well, maybe that meant that was indicative of a struggle. Right. And you know, a lot of people talked about. Well, maybe it was. You know, they talked about in the Best Buy parking lot when he killed her. That maybe it happened then, but that doesn't make as much sense yeah, to me because of how hard it would have been in broad daylight to do that right there in the middle of the parking lot. But um, crazier things have happened, um, especially in Baltimore. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I'll be interested to see, um, what comes of this, of this DNA ordeal. Yeah. If, if they come out with that, that if this DNA is tested and it doesn't show any connection to Adnan or any connection to anybody within this case, I think that it gives a good, a good chance for him to be able to get out of prison. Yeah. Because if he is, if his DNA is not there... We've seen how badly this case has been drugged through, in terms of the state's case, has been drugged through the mud, through podcasts, through books, mm -hmm. through everything in media. They've seen how badly the state handled that case. I don't think the, you know, I don't think Baltimore County has any other, you know, thing to Baltimore do. Baltimore County doesn't have a leg to stand on, period. But, right. you know, to your point, I think they have to. But they don't want to. Well, that's true, yes. But I think it's obviously showing there's progression going on in that even a prosecutor, because, you know, if this had been, this had been, you know, 20 some years ago or however long it's been, you know, that would have never happened because the prosecution at that time was out for blood. You know, also, this case in particular has become a running mate for so many mm. people. And. In the city yeah. and in the state, especially with the boom of serial and undisclosed and the, you know, that type of thing, how many people have we seen, I'm going to get him out of jail or I'm going to keep him in, whatever it is, right. he has become the person that they are using to further their career, so why would they ever allow him complete freedom because then they lose their running like, they, they lose their little peg of, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But imagine being the prosecutor that does, that does it. That's great. But, you know, you know then that's their 15 minutes of fame. And yeah. I guess that's how I'm looking at it now, because it has been 20-something years. Yeah. Why didn't they do it before? And yeah. that's going to be your hang-up. It's going to be getting out of the politics of Adnan, because it's very corrupt and corroded, and the system that put him there is corrupt and corroded. Um, so breaking that and getting people in office and in charge that will right. actually detangle this mess of a crime that happened. Yeah. I mean, you're asking for a miracle again, but 
yeah. we don't hate you, Baltimore. You know, we have a family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, there. yeah. I mean, I, but I mean, historically, you right. don't have the best police. You no, know? Yeah. So I mean, there's an HBO series going on right now talking about right. one of the one of the most corrupt cops in in the city of Baltimore. Um. So, uh, but I, I just think. I, I get what you're saying politically. It's 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 been one of the most politicized cases in this in the city. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I just feel like what this would do it would go a long way in showing how much they've progressed in their in their political or in their in their judicial system that they can finally realize, hey, we made a mistake all those years ago, and we're trying to rectify that mistake. Right. So so we'll see. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, he's had, at this point, I think he's exhausted his appeals. Yes. Um, the last appeal that we thought really had a good chance of getting him out, you know, didn't go through. Yeah. It was almost there. And then just at the last second. Didn't the Innocence Project pick him up? Yeah, so that's who's kind of, that's who's working with him now. Um so um, we'll we'll see, but yeah. uh, in the time being, he's just, you know he's still in there, and and, right. and you know we still haven't gotten complete justice for Hay, and you know we haven't right. found an answer for this case. So, all right. So now we'll talk a little bit about a case that I was planning on covering, and I think we I think we still will because I feel like she definitely deserves it, Brittany Drexel. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a case, I don't want to touch on it too much because I do plan on doing um, an episode about it just to kind of explain a lot because it has been a while since this happened. Um, so any of our new true crime people, I would like to kind of, I, I'm not local to Myrtle Beach. However, I grew up going to Myrtle Beach every every right. summer. We have a beach house 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. It's somewhere I know very well, um, which is where this crime took place. Brittany Drexel was killed on a spring break trip with her friends. Uh, and I used friends loosely. They were kind of, um, right. Not a nice word for female dogs. Um, (laughs) I don't like them. Um, and if you want something before we, um, actually get to cover this case morbid of course has a really great um i think there's two-parter on it and i'm pretty sure crime junkie also covered it um really good case um really interesting there was a lot of theories that she actually was alive um longer than a day um which is what they're saying now she died the same day she went missing they did find her remains um and Somebody who they had looked at before in this case actually ended up being um, the killer. Um, he was a child rapist out on parole, mm-hmm. um, which again I would love to discuss in a probably a full episode about how stupid it is to let a child rapist out ever. I don't understand. I really cannot fathom somebody's brain going, "Oh, you." hurt a child, I'm going to let you out in 10 years because I'm sure you're reformed. There are people who are reformed and I think those are more the people who have drug addiction issues and petty theft issues. When you have a violent crime like that, there is no such thing as reform to the point of being allowed out and into the general public. Especially in a place like Myrtle Beach where it's such a high tourist and there is a high population of people who get trafficked which right. is what was a theory that happened to Brittany is that she was trafficked for up, upwards of a week and then right. killed in a house fire there's right. a, there's a whole thing um but like there's there's countless underage you know kids going through there where it's, it's they're just ridiculous. easy targets yes and to, to to think that you would let a man out who 
I think it was, was he, didn't he sexually assault a nine-year-old? It was, was yeah, a so, very, very young child. Yeah, like, child. young child. So, like, to let somebody like that out and to I, think, I he, and think he's going to not do anything in a town like Myrtle Beach is I, wild to me. It, but it happens everywhere, not right. just Myrtle Beach. And that's something that, obviously, our small little podcast can't bring reform and change. Right. However, I wish somebody who listening can. Um, anyway. I'm dropping that for now, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's, that's heavy. That's very heavy. Right. Um, but she's been found, and right. at least her family has some, a little bit of closure, right. which is all we can hope for. Um, I remember I remember Liv telling me about this case, you know, some time ago, and mm-hmm. and thinking it was interesting because I had never heard about it. Yeah. Um, it was and, big around here, cause, right? Yeah, because I, I you know I've only I mean I've lived you know around here you know long oh, enough gosh. now you know six years, to but it was a case that you know I wouldn't. I've known because yeah. I, it was, it didn't, it, I wasn't around when it was going on. Yeah. Um, this is one of the big cases that when it was going around made its way into school talk, if that makes sense. Like, right. Um, everybody be safe for spring break. Right. This is something that's scary. Right. It, it was relatively local. Everybody around here goes to Myrtle Beach. Right. Um, and even though she wasn't local, it's no, she still was from, I think, New York. Ohio, New York. New York, um, yeah. It was still because of where it was. It was yeah, a big deal. It was a local crime, yeah. but she wasn't local, which is another point. Is it was it's a huge touristy town. Nobody wants to live in Myrtle Beach. That's not a place right. that people people go and retire. So I guess right. I'll put that in there. But people who have lived, uh, we live in the Charlotte area right. um, of North Carolina. Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. Right. It's about a three and a half hour, four hour drive. Um, most people in the Charlotte area, area go to Myrtle Beach because that's where all the touristy things right. are to do. Um, it, so, you know, nobody wants to live there, though. It's called Dirty Myrtle for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like her case really sparked the uptick of the be safe on spring break. Right. Be, be aware of your surroundings. Girls, make sure you're, you're always traveling in packs. Like, yeah. I mean, that's always been a thing. But especially when talking about Myrtle Beach, I, I just remember it being more of a, you know, it's becoming more common. Brittany's case of, was is certainly not... You, unique in the sense that she was the only one that happened. That's oh, her. yeah, no, yeah. And the only one to happen since. This is something that unfortunately happens very often in Myrtle right. Beach. Um, but hers got enough attention that I feel like yeah. her name kind of circulated. Right. But yeah, so that's Brittany Drexel. Again, hopefully we're going to cover her soon. Right. One more that we have talked about covering um, is something that has got more popularity recently. The, the Staircase. Yeah. Michael Peterson. Oh, yeah. So, if you guys haven't had a chance to, first of all, watch, uh, start with the Netflix documentary, The Staircase. Yes. Um, that's a great place to start. The HBO one. Oh, Oof. my gosh. HBO, I mean, listen, like, they're I'm not the shocked thing. because, like, they're really good at what they do. They are. Um, and but in that first episode, that crime scene shot. Oh, my gosh. We have looked at the crime scene, not only just through the through the Netflix documentary. But, we yeah. have talked about this case. We visited the house. Like, we right. did the thing. We, we really, like, looked into yeah. this case. We looked at the crime scene photos. I I cannot express to you how uh, insanely accurate yeah. that they got that. Right. And, and, like, as my dad used to say, this case has more twists than a pretzel factory. Oh, yes. I mean, it is... If you it's don't wild. know, don't, first we're of all, not going to tell you. I'd be shocked if 
at this point you didn't know about this case. Yeah. Even if you're remotely like. But again, that's a Durham case, so that's it, where I'm coming back to the face. Right. Where, you know, faith were. But at this, connected. but at this case, I feel like if you don't have an inkling of what it was about, I'd be shocked at this point because of how. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is it is a niche case right. because it. I don't want to. Maybe we'll cover that one next because we have a lot right. to talk about with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a wild case. I mean, yeah. to just like, you know, it, it's. You know the main person of the of the story, Michael Peterson, is this interesting, to say the least, human being. I mean, Whew. the stuff that we're not we'll, gonna spoil it, right? Yeah, we the stuff that we'll watch we'll, it, right? Um, and then for those of you who don't want to watch it, maybe that'll be our next case um, yeah. that we can cover. Um, um, maybe we can get that out very quickly. Yes, um, would be the goal. Maybe and maybe by Tuesday will be the goal. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens Tuesday, there. Wednesday, but um, it's it's a wild case. Um, So if you do, you know, like Liv said, if you want to learn about it, start with The Staircase on Netflix. It's a documentary series, so it's about, um, I think it's nine episodes. I think so. Um, And they're usually like 45, I think they're like 45 minutes each. They're interesting. Um, Yeah, they're not, they'll, they'll, the the whole time you'll be like. You will and you won't. I mean, the way the documentary was filmed, it was wonderful. Um, In, I want you to watch it. With a very open mind and all of my psychology people with your psychology brain because yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. I think the people who filmed it did a really good job of showing not just one side of the the story. Yeah. I mean that they were definitely there for Michael, but I I think but it, it had a very a really good, good unbiased job. like look yes. at how things were going. Even though this won't give anything away, even though they didn't get as much um, um, help from the prosecution side as they wanted right they still got enough of an unbiased opinion in there to really show you some interesting stuff yeah. so um start with that then go on to the staircase on hbo because we're currently in the middle of watching it and we're loving it yeah. you know it's 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 interesting um but it was something when it came out i wrote you know i started writing about every episode mm-hmm. <clears throat> just in my personal notes with the eventual plan of doing a blog post about that um, but, you know, we'll do it as a podcast episode. Um, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I think I want to wrap this up with just asking you a question. What do you think about this uptick in true crime um, documentaries? We're looking at Candy on uh, Hulu. You've got The Staircase on HBO. Um, all of these stories that are being retold um, yeah. again and kind of given this true crime porn um, Yeah. Thing, how do you feel about that? I mean, I definitely think for me, um, it, it's it's something that I've kind of attached myself to. It, it's it's something that brings me in a, in a really odd way brings me joy. I, I I like being able to like. So you fall into the true crime porn category. I mean, I guess, but okay. at the same time, like I I you know me, I can go like five months of literally that's all I'm listening to, and then, and then so. go another five to six months without listening to it like the last four months i've been really listening to only like music and you know I feel like you gotta detox like a funny like a funny oh well yeah i mean we can talk about that another day but the psychology of right. of it's true crime so draining is draining um but you know i 
I spent the last five months really only listening to funny podcasts. Yeah. So, um, but now I'm back on it because I'm listening to a new season of another one of our podcasts that we like to listen to. Yeah. That just popped out. Um, Counterclock. Counterclock, yeah. yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's nothing wrong with talking about other podcasts. I know this is, this is a little aside. But, yeah. You know, I want to give credit where credit is due. Right. A lot of my research comes oh, from other yeah. podcasts. So I want to make sure that they have the credit because right. I do look things up and I do look at articles and I do like to read. We have a very small child, so it's very easy for me to plug something in my ears yeah. and listen to it. I do like to fact check, um, I guess would be my thing. Right. Is, and I don't want to take away from the creators. And I feel like, you know, Audio Chuck does a really good job yeah. with a lot of their stuff and Counterclock is one of them. So well, that, that's where I'm coming with I that. wouldn't be where I am right now without um, Serial and Undisclosed. Right. If I if those podcasts didn't exist, I wouldn't be sitting here doing what I'm doing right now because right. I wouldn't have got interested in it. You know, thanks to my sister, and you know, introducing me to that. You know, I I got introduced to a world that I find really interesting, and now I want to make that part of my career. Right. You know, so but I think to answer your question, I think we're just kind of hitting this point in society where people want to know the truth. People want to know the nitty-gritty details of everything that's going on. So, true crime gives you that. Okay. You know, true crime gives you the chance to kind of be a fly on the wall for the things that normally, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we would have had no idea how this stuff went down. Okay. You know, how, you know, either, like, police work and, you know, things like that or just, like, you know, there, there, if you had told me 20 years ago that... You know, soccer moms would be sitting on their computer at home looking at crime scene photos. I would have been like, that's crazy. Okay. But, like, now you've literally got people like us and, you know, people who are just everyday, you know, humans that are literally looking at crime scene photos and looking at decomposing dead bodies and being like, wow. But, and not, like, freaking out about it. Can I counter? I, yeah, no, well, just real quick, but, yeah. like, I, I just think in general, like, it's possible that we could hit this wall where it just all kind of goes away like okay. that, which is possible, because that's how trends are, but at the same time, this trend's been going on for a while now. I mean, Serial Season 1 came, popped off, you know, seven or eight, you know, eight years ago, and true crime has just gone up since then, and, and I don't think it's... I don't think it's plateaued at all. Okay. I think it's still going up. Okay. Ready for my counter? Sure. I don't think it goes as... I think it goes farther back than cereal. And I can tell you why. Right. We had public hangings. We had public executions. We had gladiators. Right. We, you know, I, I don't think that crime in general has been something that we've never talked about. I think it's... I think it's different. I think that you had the women in the book club that would sit there and talk about, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to use Candy as an example. Right. Um, if you haven't watched Candy on Hulu, go do that. This is a small spoiler. They have a foam tree. And they, they'll gossip, they gossip about what happened to, right. Candy, to, um, to Betty. That has always, always happened. I think right. that we run a really high risk of re-victimizing the victim. And yeah. that's something that I want to be mindful of. Yeah. Um, I want to continue to grow in that area, always. I think that's something that we can always do better. Um, but now with the uptick of true crime, you know, I, where I want us to be different, at least, is it's not just the true crime and the videos and the pictures yeah. and the things like that. It's not about 
that aspect of it. That stuff is interesting and needed yeah. and definitely a part of it. But you also have to take yourself back and look at it from two different perspectives. One, the victim and the family's you know perspective, right. but also from the perspective of how can we stop this from happening again, yeah. not how can we continue the cycle so we can keep watching it. And I right. think that's what I see a lot in my like Facebook groups. Yeah. It's everybody's like, why don't you do this to stop? But get so excited right. about the new ongoing cases. It it's not about being excited about new cases. If we st if no crime happened from now until forever, we will always have something to talk about yeah. from the crimes that have happened for yeah. all of eternity. So I I don't know I I yeah. I get what you're saying. I agree. I don't want people to think that I'm doing this because I'm a junkie and no, I need to see not, I didn't and I need no and I, no and I need to see more crime happen. Yeah. I I 100% agree with you. I I think that the reason why. I know that in my mind, the reason why I want to get into this, the reason why when I first heard about the Faith Hedgebath case, I literally sat in my parents' kitchen until 4 o'clock in the morning reading through police reports, mm -hmm. looking at, you know, all, all the things that had to do with that case, was because I genuinely wanted to find a way to help that family. Right. And I, I wanted to make sure that if I could somehow, my small self in this world, if I could somehow find a way to solve that case or bring light to the case right. more, I could at least start a path for other cases similar to it being able to be solved. Right. In the end, I feel like true crime people, I don't want to say all of them, but I want to feel like a majority of them, the reason why they're doing this is because they want these stories to be out there. I mean, I would hope so. They, I just yeah. feel like a lot of the, I'm going to use this this term very loosely, but um, like like you said, soccer moms or right. the book club moms, you know, just sit there and talk about it. They don't want change. They want yes. to talk about. I agree. And I feel like there's unfortunately a higher amount of people yeah. th that fall into that category. Um, and, you know, that's why... If there's ever a way for us to grow, great. But I don't want it to be for us. I want it to be for the victims, the victims' families. Right. You know. Um, so no, I agree. Yeah. That's, I I think as long as what we're looking at in the terms of the climate of true crime and the future of true crime is that as long as the path and the trend goes towards um, helping the victims and the victims' families, that that's if that's as long as the trend stays at that, then we're doing the right thing. Right. If it just becomes a sideshow or it becomes a glamorization of, of murder right. and, and all that, then that's where the issue is. And that's where you guys come in. Keep us keep us honest. Yeah. Keep, you know, because we sit here and talk, but I do know that we get too casual. Um, and I think that, and, and to, to, to answer that, I, I feel like the casual can come to the point where almost, because we're desensitized to what very, we read. So very. like, like, you know. I, and we're not the only ones. Right. Media in general. I think about like Game of Thrones, but even right. like kids' shows are so violent that right. it is very decent. You right. see it on TV all day long, and yeah. it's fake. So when you see a real case, you yeah. know, it's so easy to turn your brain off and go, "Oh, it's just like TV." Because right. we're looking at it on the same screen that you watch TV right. on, um, but it's not. It's real. This yeah. is real people's lives. This really happened right. to them. Um, so yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think that I think that the plethora of things that we see on a daily basis. Um, and especially with this being one of our main focuses, yeah. it's something we get used to and it's, you know, um, but at the same time, yeah, I agree. We need to make sure that the people who are, you know, 
taking in this information, um, our understanding that we're doing this from a sense of wanting to help. Yes. And um, we don't want more of this to happen. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, let us know. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I know there might not be as many people as we think listening to this, but... That's okay. That's all right. If we reach one, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I feel like this is as much of it for us as to, you know, if we can eventually, through our research and through pushing this, we find a way to help and a way to even just grow as our, ourselves within this field because it's something that we wanted to do. Um, that's that's worth it. You yeah, know? I agree. Um, so let us know, guys. Our 10-minute episode turned into an hour episode, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens sometimes. You know, we Welcome yeah. back, guys. Welcome back, yeah. Um, so as always, guys, be safe. Um, you know, let us know what's going on. Also, prayers um, and condolences to those in Buffalo who lost loved ones yes. um, in the last week um, in that heinous act of, I mean, it was terrorism. Yes. It, that's what it was. Let's just, we're not going to sugarcoat this. Um, so just, just pray for those families, you know, cause they're, they're not going to be able to see their loved ones again. Yeah. And, and, um, for, because of one human selfish acts. Yeah. Um, so just pray for them and pray for that whole community. And for Ukraine. And for Ukraine. Yeah. I know we, we've missed all that since we've been gone. Yeah. Um, so just, um, let us know how you guys are doing. Like we said, leave a comment, uh, you know, like, like us, you know, things like that. Just let us know what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right, and what email more us. and what more you want to see us at email us at podcast.case.closed at gmail.com. I think, yeah, I think it's podcast case closed. Podcast no, case no closed. Periods. No periods at gmail.com. Yes, and then our Instagram. Hold on, let me double check because one of them is one and one of them is the other. Yeah, as you can see, we're a little rusty with this. Oh, Lord, I'm rusty. It's been a minute. Podcast case closed at Instagram.com cool. is us. Um, and so our email, I guess, would be podcast.case.closed. Yes. At gmail.com. Gmail. You were correct and I was That's okay. So podcast.case.closed at gmail.com will be our email if you guys want to let us know anything. You can anything. find us on Facebook at podcast close, close, podcast case closed question mark as well. Add on to I cannot speak now. I've been awake too long apparently. Yeah. Add on is our picture. Yes. So, um, love you guys. Miss you guys. We're glad that we're back and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Peace. information presented in this podcast will be cited in the show notes. Music for Case Close composed by Catastrophic Jones. Editing by Olivia McDonald. Case Close is produced by Sean and Olivia McDonald.